All right, let's do this. Here we go. Hey there, fans of the Wretched Hive. Before we get to the show, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial of the Audible service just by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's spelled H-I-V-E. From there, you can get over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can play on your iPhone, over Android, if you have a Kindle, one of those, or even if you're still stuck on one of them MP3 players. Maybe even a Zune if that's still out there. Are those still out there? They're probably still out there. You can play it on a Zune, I'm sure, because they took MP3s. Why not? Anyway, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? We'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Hey guys, guess what? What is that? Anthony Daniels is going to celebration! You mention that guy's one name one more time, and I am hanging up on this podcast. Yay. So that that means you're not going to celebration, right, Steve? Because you and Anthony Daniels can't be in the same state at the same time under the terms of the restraining order, I believe. Well, I don't think I'm the only one that's going to skip that one and maybe not go because Anthony Daniels is there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. Just I don't want to start any rumors, but... Uh, but you know who are I we miss to start? Glenn Fry now. I really miss Glenn Fry now. <laughs> who are we to start rumors? Actually, if you're into rumors, you're in the <laughs> right place because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, March eighth, twenty nineteen, episode eighty two of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and almost all the hive is with us. Let's go ahead and introduce my podcast peeps joining the show. As always, the Wookie co-pilot Greg Lent, Stevie B. My God, it's so good to be here again, another second week of the month with you, with all my fellow Hyvians, to talk about Star Wars, because there's so much to talk about. But first, I'm going to take a minute, and I apologize if I'm going to run a little long here, but i got a couple things I need to get off my mind. First of all, do it today as we record the show, marks March the 6th, a historic day, mm. because in 1990, 29 years ago, today... March the 6th as we record the show. Mm. The SR-71 Blackbird was retired by the United States Air Force. Wow. And and as a final hurrah, they flew one plane from its uh from its hangar in in and around Edwards Air Force Base in Palmdale, uh, just north of Los Angeles. They flew it to Washington DC. And they figured, you know what? It's the last flight, so we're just going to see what this thing can do. They flew that thing from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. in 64 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> averaging wow. averaging 2,144 hmm. miles an hour. <laughs> wow. That's, that a, is, that's a fast ship. That is amazing. One I, minute. I don't know. Go ahead. That was one minute I was timing you. <laughs> oh. I just want to say... Uh, if if you are a an Air Force nerd or mm. a, an airplane nerd, which I kind of have a little bit of airplane nerd in me from my dad, but the uh, SR seventy one Blackbird just an incredible, incredible piece of machinery. The second thing I wanted to bring up, wow, is is today also announced just today, member of the Kevin and Bean show, Bean Baxter is retiring 
after being on the on the radio since January the 2nd, also of 1990. The dude has been on Los Angeles radio since before Nika was born, and he announced today that he's retiring at the end of this year. So I wow. want to say thanks for, the, thanks for the memories there, Mr. Bean. And so we'll look forward sorry. to hearing you somewhere else. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so that... That is momentous. Uh, if you're not a Southern California resident like uh, like the Hyvians are, the Kevin and Bean Show is the morning staple drive time radio show in Los Angeles on probably the premier rock and roll radio station in Southern California and the Western United States. A, a longtime trendsetter, and his radio is you know shuffling off the mortal coil. It, it you can't talk about the impact that radio had on the music industry without talking about K-Rock. I, am I, do you guys think I'm overstating that at all? Not a bit. Not 100%. a bit. Put it, put, put it this way. In like 19, from like 1990, like two to 1997, their sports guy and co-contributor on the show was Jimmy Kimmel. So yeah. he's done pretty well for, for himself since then. Yeah. You know, unless you ask Matt Damon. <laughs> it was wow. show. So well, let me let me also ask this real quick because I may be confusing or conflating this with a different pair of radio talk show hosts or even just a fictional story altogether. Was there not on Los Angeles radio a situation where the guys, the two co-hosts, like made up some story and the police got involved and they like they basically like pinky swore in the men's room like they were never going to break the code that they had made up the the thing that had happened like they they faked a call in where someone said they had murdered somebody or something like that was, am i misremembering or was that kevin and bean you are remembering it exactly correctly that was kevin and bean in like 1991 or 92 it was very early into their career at k-rock and yes they had they had gotten one of their friends who also ended up being another dj on k-rock by the name of <laughs> doug the slug this is before he had come to k-rock they convinced him to call in and confess a crime was the segment they were doing it, but they had made it all up. And yes, the police got involved because the family listening thought it might have been their missing daughter. Oh, it was a, wow. it's really a real it's a really sad story. It's a horrible story. <laughs> um, and they ended up uh, they had to they had to pay back the the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department for their investigative work that they had put into it. It ended up being a segment on unsolved mysteries, both pre and post discovery of the lie <laughs> so wow it was a it was a big deal it was a big deal wow brian williams suddenly looks pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> well kevin and being certainly huge influencer influences on on everyone on this show i mean we basically grown up with them uh, in our ear holes here in southern california and so uh best wishes to Bean. wow i, I did not hear that yeah you, just, you are my conduit to that news wow okay good for him is he is he going to continue? Is he retiring permanently, or is he moving on? Um, he is. So he'll be at K Rock probably through the rest of the year. Um, he announced it today because what he's doing is he's moving to London, and so he's actually looking for work at a radio station in London. Um, and so as he's um, trying to get this job, he didn't want weird rumors to start about what his plans were. So he just put it out there that he is looking to relocate and is going to be leaving the show uh, towards the end of the year. Okay. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's an interesting dude. Um, Very funny on the radio. And yeah, look up Kevin and Bean at K rock. There's a podcast that's out there that you can listen to their daily show. Definitely. Uh, Talking about a show, also on the sh- not on the show tonight, 
Uh, he is lifelong Star Wars fan. Scott! Ivansky is not able to join us tonight. He is indisposed. We miss you, Scott, and we will see you in a couple weeks, hopefully. Do we? Not really, actually. That's a good point. Uh, definitely on the show tonight, although he's <laughs> muted currently. This is his cue to take himself off of mute and stop doing dishes so he can talk on the radio. On the, on the podcast, <laughs> wow. he is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Well, I definitely don't miss Scott, and uh, right now I'm feeling like I don't miss being muted. And I might just decide to mute uh, Steve here in a minute while he's in the middle of telling a very important story. That would not be okay. <laughs> That's Did you a, not realize you? I think you muted yourself this time, though. I don't think yeah, we muted was you. I think us. you muted yourself this time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely did, and then I definitely unmuted myself to to talk. My uh, my fifth of the wretched wives walked into the room, so I uh, I muted myself to talk to her. I haven't seen her all day, so I was giving her a little hello. I guess that's okay. Yeah, we'll let that slide. We'll let that one slide. And finally. Look, man can make an honest mistake. Anyway, she was asking for it. They're all asking for it all the time. We have. Doctor, can you give the court your impression of Mr. Stryker? I'm sorry I don't do impressions. My training is in psychiatry. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure what the first one was. (laughs) Dave! How serious is it, Mr. Dunn? Uh, I can't tell, sir. You can tell me. I'm the captain. (laughs) Under (laughs) no circumstances. We have something here for our special visitors. Should you ever. Would you like to have it? And I mean... You ever been in a cockpit before? (laughs) 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 Ever! You ever hang around the gymnasium? <laughs> Call him. You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> Harry. Have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? Ah, you know exactly what's coming next, <laughs> and yet it's <laughs> hilarious. Roger, Roger. What's our clearance, Clarence? What's your vector, Victor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nacho, stop calling me Shirley. Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, I I can't top that. That's one of my favorite, favorite movies. Thank you, Miss Gillette. All right. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. This Uh is, of course, The Wretched Hive. We are 4x4 tonight, unless Scott's just on mute and hasn't figured it out yet which means Nico is smarter than Scott for lots of reasons, but hey, we'll run we knew, with that. We knew that was I'll the take case it. already. I, <laughs> no I don't that. have any fun facts tonight. Like, the SR-71 was retired 30 years ago. Uh, SR-71 was also, of course, the inspiration for the new X-Men's uh, plane back when Chris Claremont and uh, Dave Cockrum relaunched them in 1975. Hmm. Uh, the Blackbird was, of course, an SR-71 in those early, early comics. We are, of course, uh, as a Marvel-Disney segue, we are on the precipice here of Captain Marvel being uh, open to the public, which I know we're all very eager to go see. We're all looking forward to. I think we have some plans here for for Friday and Saturday. As the show airs, open on Friday, right? Today. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can't good. wait. Cannot wait. Looks really good. We've got a story about Brie Larson on the show tonight. Ooh. I'm yeah. I'm sure we do. There is a Star Wars connection. So I do I do have a question though. How many people have already got their copy of the Star Wars book Queen's Shadow that came out uh Tuesday of this week? Yeah, I do Negative. not yet. Need to pick yeah, it up. Yeah, Amazon let me down. Not mm. getting it till tomorrow. <laughs> mm. But that's okay. But that's okay. Because Amazon is still ahead of Barnes & Noble, who I ordered a bunch of other books from. And that order shipped yesterday and is not getting here until Saturday. And that really didn't annoy me until right before we went on the show. I was really, you know, punching all the buttons on the tracking thing. And I saw that it was shipping from the Los Angeles warehouse. I'm like, seriously? From <laughs> Tuesday to Saturday from Los Angeles to where I live? That makes no sense. I can get well, there in an hour and a half. It's riding on the back of a donkey. I mean, you got to give him some time. A donkey that's going to Ventura County, not Orange County, apparently. It's, the, it's part of the Green New Deal. They're getting rid of airplanes, Dave. Didn't I, you hear? No more airplanes, no more cows. Actually, I think Scott is delivering it, and his car blew up. <laughs> What's going on there? Caught fire. Caught, caught fire. fire. Yeah, yeah, caught fire. <laughs> uh, well, it'll Scott will be joining us, by the way. I'll just throw that in there. Scott will be joining us soon. Oh, did he mention that he is coming? Um, he responded well, to a message, and he'll also be in the on the podcast. Oh, excellent! Well. Oh, good, good. I'll have to get out of his way, especially if he's coming. Man, <clears throat> well, if, uh, just get the pork in there. If you've ever gotten out of the way when Scott's been coming, oh, that's a bad one. Um, a, let us the know. Whole lines are going to be lighting up with that one. <laughs> exactly one. Let us know how you. <laughs> How you cleaned up? Number is five six two That's five six two four five five hive. That's hopefully both your eyeballs are still in place. That's H I V E. In case you can't spell hive, <laughs> you can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook. Although we don't recommend it, facebook.com forward slash wretched hive podcast you can find us on Zuckerberg. twitter at wretch hive pod you can email us to show at the wretched hive.net you can find our app in the app store but not much longer guys we're going to be pulling the app down from the app store maybe we? We, yeah maybe we can talk about that a little bit later but uh, get it while you while you can you can also find the show on google podcasts on stitcher and, of course, the best way to listen to the show and review the show for us is via Apple Podcasts. And thank you to those who have already reviewed the show. Really appreciate it. Really helps us out when you do that. So thank you very much. Did, did we get a cease and desist letter? No cease and desist letter. We do have to pay the annual fee that oh. uh, apparently uh, the, the bank account's a little... Looking a little light these days. Got to pay for college and all kinds of expenses. And so I don't know if I can keep that app going or not. I mean, it is it is free after all. You know, we're putting out hundreds of thousands of dollars each year to provide a free app for our listeners. And I'm just not sure we can continue to do well, that. Well, there is a tax write-off there somewhere, I'm thinking. Probably. I got to get a better tax guy. Uh, all right. Well, guys, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump right into the news. We've got a lot to cover tonight. 
From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, guys, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Walt Disney World in Florida had their preview day for Media Insiders. It was all over the news a couple of weeks ago. I'm reading from an article dated February 28th on io9.gizmodo.com. We've been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and life will never be the same. It's the title of this article. It's got a great picture of the uh, the full-size Millennium Falcon. We need to take a minute and just revel in the fact that people have been... People, members of the public, have been on site at Galaxy's Edge, and it's not one of us. Yeah, I know. Mm. And it's just a short 20 miles away from where I sit at this very moment. Mm. But this picture on io9.com is great. Lots of people commenting on... You know, you'll never get this shot because it's like a, a, a dad and his daughter and nobody else in front of the Falcon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> lots, lots of memes out there going like, this is what they want you to think. This is reality. It's just, you know, packed with wall to wall with people between uh, between the Falcon and anything else. But um, which is ar- going to be for because oh. let's all think back and remember when they opened up the the. Guardians of the Galaxy ride, the initial weekend, the line was seven hours long. Oh my god. Yeah. That's it, it I, that's I think Star Wars Land is gonna put that to shame, to be honest. Yeah. It's gonna put it to shame. Uh we have a new Hyvian that's just walked in the door. Not a new Hyvian, an old new Hyvian. An old Hyvian that's new to the show tonight. What are you Something like that. Old as fuck. Uh, welcome yeah, to the Nico. show, lifelong Star Wars fan, Scott Ivansky. Oh my God, am I? Hey, uh, are you guys recording right now? We are. We already started the show, buddy. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm here. All right, we're gonna have a little technical uh, glitch. Hold on, we're gonna plug a headphone in. One second. All right. Oh, you're, you're like full on. Look at you. You're all huh. professional and. I shit. wasn't sure if you were gonna show up tonight. Good to see you, man. Yeah. All right. Am I am I on testing? Are you on? Hey, talking to that mic there. Hello, hello. All right, you're on. Testies, testies. <laughs> One, two, three. I got nothing. Are you? Uh, so, somebody say something. Testies, testies. Do you uh, have all three? Fuck, Nico's <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> he already. Conf- I got a. I got a full on like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction vibe though when uh, as he's walking up to to get Mia Wallace from the house and he's like, hello. <laughs> she's like, she's like, look, look over at the thing on the wall. Hello, closer, Hello. disco. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you bring here tonight? Ooh, this is uh, something new. Yeah, Kirk and Sweeney, Dominican rum. You've been into the rum lately. Oh yeah. All right. I need it. Oh, you want to, your glasses? It's is in there. Brand new. It's brand spanking new. We're gonna have to edit the shit out of this, aren't we? Ah, uh, not really. <laughs> All right. Anyway, That's we the- were just, we were just talking about Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> It is going to be crazy and crowded, and but we are going to be there. I I, I am definitely going to go. I, I'm not. I got to be strategic about when though. I got to figure that out. I don't know if there's going to be a good time to go. Hmm. Uh, there may or may not be. Well, well, that's to be determined. But it is opening soon. And this article on io9.gizmodo.com 
did a nice <clears throat> job of building the excitement. Uh, says, uh, leads off for Star Wars fans, two things have always been true. It's a world we all dream of visiting, but we'll never actually be able to. Star Wars is a movie, of course. Fiction. Hmm. The sets and places only exist in far-off studios for a few months at a time. Uh, but last week, Hour 9 was among a select group of press to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The largest land expansion in Disney history is still months from opening, summer 2019 in Anaheim. Um, it says, uh, this is not remotely close to what fans will experience when the doors open, and yet it's already one of the most exhilarating places I've ever been. And this is uh, the Ive in this article is Jermaine Lucier, who's the, uh, the scribe here. Uh, there's a one-to-one size Millennium Falcon, as we all know. That's amazing. The line for the Millennium Falcon ride, it's been confirmed, winds itself through the interior of the Falcon. Sweet. Or if, if it's not the Sweet ship, it's, it's in the building behind it that looks exactly like the interior. I mean, it's the curved, white padded hallway with the... Um, the little bench where they they play um, chess. Oh yeah, uh, Jarek. It's it looks amazing, nice. amazing. Um, let's see. There's a few pictures here. Got to go check it out at uh, io9.gizmodo.com. Uh, well, there's my question here, Mr. Yep. Steve. Yes, sir. Are we getting the uh, the solo a Star Wars movie newer? fresher cleaner paint job millennium falcon or are we getting the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy can i jump in on this one it will from yes what i'm what i'm seeing it looks like the battle worn falcon but i cannot see the dish whether it's round or square uh but it looks like it does not look like the sparkly clean falcon from Good. Solo. Scott, I'm sorry, what did you want to weigh in on? Scott has unofficial sources okay. that confirms it is the hunk of junk okay. from the galaxy. Is your unofficial source io9.gizmodo.com? No, it's actually somebody who is painting the Falcon. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. That, that, Google, that Google image picture that was up a few, a few weeks ago also looks like the old Falcon as well. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah gorgeous yeah, that was uh, that's awesome something i brought up a few shows ago and they are uh still unnamed sources but i will say <laughs> that what they were able to provide i was like holy shit <laughs> yeah. cool it's amazing did yeah. they talk about the ride and yeah. and itself okay there, there was a great wonderful little quote from the person saying that the the lead that was in charge of recreating the look of the falcon had no understanding why they were making it look like the hunk of junk huh. and why it wasn't clean. And that was very disappointing to them, but they said everybody painting it definitely understands that it's the hunk of junk. Okay. So. Yeah, who is that guy? How did they put him in charge? <clears throat> I don't know. After watching Saving Mr. Banks the last couple of days, I understand mm. that there's some wackiness going on in the, the Disney world, but that's all right. The, nothing new there. Yeah. Uh, well, this there's a picture here of um, Lucasfilm creative director Doug Chang uh, checking out the, uh, the our favorite hunk of junk. By the way, and uh, Doug Chang, <clears throat> seriously underrated uh, design guy from oh all the prequels. I shouldn't oh, yeah. say underrated. Definitely 
knows his knows his stuff. We owe a lot to him for the look and feel of the prequels in particular. Yeah, and and I know we rip on it, but seriously, that guy man designed the shit out of those three movies. His art of Star Wars books for those three prequel movies are fantastic. If 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 anything from the prequels, pick those up because they are seriously beautiful. Yeah, those are those are great. Yeah, um, his work on that on that whole series is just you know you don't talk about how beautiful like the 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 royal ship of Naboo, the silver bullet looking thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's a beautiful design. Yeah. Yeah, his concept for the other ones that didn't make it are even just spectacular. Seriously, pick those up. That's that's my recommendation. Side note: I love that Phasma's armor is actually made from the same the the hull. Of oh yeah, Amidala yeah. Ship. That's yeah, yeah. That was the really that cool. they made that canon officially, haven't they? Yep. Really yep. cool little reveal. Um, one one more note about this article, and I highly encourage you to go check this out at io9.gasmoto.com. Uh, there's a mention of the Black Spire outpost. Hmm. which is sort of like the shopping village there at uh, Galaxy's Edge. You can't buy anything that says Black Spire Outpost or Star Wars there. It's all sort of it's immersive so that it seems as though you're there. You can't buy something that says Disney or Star Wars on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, Disneyland used to be that way before every single shop at Disneyland became movie themed or ride themed yeah they used to have little trinket shops that i my mom and i would go and i would go on rides and run around with friends and she would go shopping like she was at a bazaar or something you know and uh they 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 don't have that anymore it's all been like you know instead of the wild wild west shop it's like the pocahontas shop or whatever you know yeah and uh yeah the the closest you can still get to that is on new orleans square but there is still a lot of uh, right. the Jack Skellington Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. stuff that's in there as well. So yeah, yeah. But there is a jewelry shop, and there's like a a, a a gem shop or something like that. And there's there's a couple of other things in in New Orleans Square. That's true. Um, there's a little bit of talk I read this week about the uh, adult beverages that will be served in the cantina. Mm. Uh, you will be able to order alcohol for the first time on the Disneyland side of things. Of course, you can already get a beer or wine over at Disney California. Um, this you'll be able to drink in the bar, in the cantina. You won't be able to walk around with it. So, But you'll be able to sit in the cantina and have an adult beverage over there at uh, Black Spire Outpost. I'm, I'm going to contradict you here. I'm going to throw an interesting fact out to you that is not true. Okay. There is a place on Disneyland's lot that you could buy alcohol. Is it Club 33? It is Club 33. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so that's that, that's not readily accessible to most yeah, that's, of us. It's, Scott. it's a it's it's a place where the public can go to buy. You have to be at the Club Thirty Three is a private club, and you have to be a member. Hey, hey, hey! If you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who might know somebody, <laughs> you might be able to wait for a year to get in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, quick story. So, my wife had a connection, and took. She's the oldest of eight kids. So she's got, I've got lots of uh, aunts and uncles. My kids have lots of aunts and uncles. Um, they all went, and I had to oh. work, so oh. I didn't get to go. What? Yeah. Oh. I know. I, well, somebody's got to pay for it all, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's not cheap. <laughs> what, are, what are the perks used to be that you could make the reservation for the restaurant, and mm. you and your party would get into the park for free? Yes. Uh, but the wait list has gotten so out of hand that that's not the case anymore. So you still have to pay for your membership. You still have to pay for your reservation. You still have to um, 
you, well, you still have to, uh, but you, but now you have to actually pay for your guests to come into the park as well, yeah. <laughs> which, which is that, crazy. Yeah. That means they have to donate at least one kidney, right? Is that <laughs> pretty much, is? pretty yeah. much, because yeah, the the cost of the membership is well over five figures. So, oh yeah. Uh, the music in the cantina is being uh, played by DJ R3X, who is the pilot of the original Star Tours. Yes, I saw also that. Also voiced by Paul Rubens. That is awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, even the writing on the walls literally was created not to, to give the land historical context, but mm-hmm. much of it is part of a larger interactive game you can participate in. Guests can download the Play Disney Parks app which yeah. is already available, and eventually use the Star Wars function that opens Black Spire to a ton of new possibilities. You can uh, build your own lightsaber. Um, which kind of already was available at... Um, it's already there, actually. At, at the Trader... What is it? The, the Star Trader. Star Trader. Uh, the exit near uh, Star, Star Tours. Tours yeah. Yep. This one looks like it's very... It, it's different. It's it's. I mean, it looks like you're in an actual store buying a lightsaber yeah. um, now what I also read was that cosplay is not hi Nico <laughs> cosplay is not allowed uh, however you can mm. buy costumes <laughs> of course of course you can that are movie realistic so about a thousand dollars I'm guessing yeah. I mean the one that I saw was like the Jedi costume full on tunic leather looking belt uh, lightsaber hanging from the belt, full-on robe. Yeah. I mean, it's and really nice-looking movie-quality stuff. Awesome. Um, so probably be a, a pretty penny for that. Yeah. But um, that's okay, Greg. will buy. It's fine. I, that's that's what I heard. Thank oh, you. for everybody. Yeah, Great. Everybody, everybody's wow. getting Christmas. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Mad props to you, sir. Um, I live to serve. Hey, I, I want to throw a special shout-out, if it's okay. Quick. Uh, yeah, uh, to my friend Rich Manning. Uh, out there in Facebook land. Hey, Rich. He brought up a very interesting point, and this knocked a little... I'm 100% behind this, but now I'm 99.9% behind it because okay. it it knocked it down one notch because of a missed, unbelievably beautiful missed opportunity by Disney. Okay. There is no place to eat anywhere in Star Wars, the new Star Wars land, named Admiral Snack Bar. <laughs> Nothing. So... <laughs> Thank you, Rich Manning, for that awesome shout-out. Sorry, a little bit late on this, but uh, that's that's good. Well, again, it's it's very it's immersive, right? So yeah. in the actual Star Wars, yeah, you know, galaxy, they would not have an Admiral Snack Bar. Well, they might. They might because he that's is true. a calamari. So you know, that rem- that does remind me of the old uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars special where they had the Admiral Akbar's cereal and the tagline was your taste buds can't repel flavor of this magnitude. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good stuff. Alright, uh, guys, let's move on. There's been some big announcements coming out of Chicago. Hmm. And it's not the about musical? the Cubs. It's not about the musical. It's about Star Wars Celebration 2019. Taking place in April, 35, well, actually is the show, land 33 short days away. Wow. Uh, Announced today, a couple of big announcements, Paul Bettany, uh, who is, of course, Dryden Voss in Solo, was confirmed as attending Chicago. And The Vision. Yeah. And The Vision, yeah. And Uh, Jarvis. (laughs) uh, Riz Ahmed course uh yep. wonderful actor and who plays Bodie rook in uh 
in Rogue One. Uh, very attractive young lady. Let's see if I can put this up there. And her name is... Uh-oh, what's going on? Her name is... She played a rebel pilot. Uh, Hermione... Oh, the actress Hermione Cornfield. Hermione Granger. <laughs> Close. She plays Taliesin Lintra. Anyone? No? Okay. Well, those were announced this Wednesday. Now, I've got the complete list, and the complete guest list for Chicago yeah. is looking amazing. So... This is in alphabetical order by first name, so I'll just I'll just go through a few here. Alan Tudyk, okay, of course, K two S O, and uh, what's the series that he was in that do you love so much? Firefly. Oh, Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Ashley Eckstein, of course, Ahsoka Tano, Billy D. Freaking Williams. He has to make an appearance. Who is uh, slated to? Because he's survive. Dying. He's dying this episode, year. I'm sorry. Episode nine. No way. If he, uh, if he survives, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., who plays Kanan in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I was going to say because when you think Without of Star Wars, Daniels as C3PO. <laughs> when you think of Star Wars, you think of Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. That's right. Ian McDermott plays a little character called the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, Jason Isaacs, who plays a voice as the Inquisitor. See who else? Oh, Jonas Suatomo, Chewbacca. Oh, the new Chewbacca. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And Peter Mayhew Nubaka. will also be there. Nubaka. Nubaka. Ray Park. I mean, this is like a who's who of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Sam Witwer, who so expertly uh, performs the voice of Darth Maul and other characters in uh, Star Wars Rebels and. Uh, uh, Hold on with Cold that worst. list, uh, Greg. The 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 last Comic Con that we were at, I believe mm-hmm. Ray Park was there demonstrating lightsaber skills to a bunch of fans when we walked by. Was that? Do you have that recollection? I've seen a video of him. <sighs> you know, um, I don't remember from the last Comic Con. I, I I do remember the last celebration. I saw him there that day that I was at celebration on that Sunday. Okay. So. I don't remember at Comic Con though. It's possible, but it doesn't ring any bells with me. There's a there's a video of Ray Park who takes a fan's like five hundred dollar master replica double bladed lightsaber and does the whole Darth Maul thing, spins it around full speed and like hands it back to the fan. Oh my god. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. Um other stars here, uh other guests Catherine Tabor, hmm. who is plays Padme Abadala in the Clone Wars. Um, just going through the list here. Daniel Logan, of course, Boba Fett. D. Bradley Baker, many voices in the animated shows. Um, oh, Greg Grunberg, J.J. Abrams' pal, who is uh, Temin Wexley in Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, S- and Snap many, Wexley, many others. Right? Is it Snap Wexley? Oh, is it Snaps? I think it's Snaps Wexley. Yeah. Okay. This has listed him as Temin. Maybe Snaps is his uh, huh. nickname. They must have you, that. You don't think Snaps is his given name? <laughs> <laughs> James Arnold Taylor, of course, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Chicago is lining up to be a great, great, great show. You know they're going to hold out for a couple big names till the very end, right? Oh, yeah. You know that. I wonder. Well, I don't think I don't think those names ever really get announced because, like, Harrison Ford was never announced. Um, well, there's no big. 
there's no bigger name than John Ratzenberger, who will be no, there as well. Not, okay, not at all. This Nor. is what disappoints me for not going. Is John Ratzenberger? I yeah. would be there in a heartbeat for that. No, 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 no. Did Tickets you say Norm? No, no, no. Oh, he's Cliff. He's Cliff. 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 Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. sorry. Cliff Clavin. Is uh, is a little known fact, uh, Sammy. It, uh, <laughs> Star Wars was uh, actually. Uh, it's actually based on some uh, writings by the ancient uh, Mesopotamians from Egypt. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, George a thi- Lucas. George Lucas, he stole the whole thing off of the side of an uh, of an Aztec temple he went to uh, once on a college retreat. Oh my God! There's a theory out there, and I think it's either the theory is either that Cliff or Norm does not actually exist in Cheers. Oh, yeah! Wow! Yeah, okay. it's a figment of of of. Uh, one of the others. Ted, who's was Ted Danson's character? Um, Sam Malone. Sam Malone. Yes, it's Sam. Sam's uh, imagination. He's a, he's a force projection from. Uh, but from anyway, if it's a, from if it's a figment Oak. of his imagination, how does everybody else interact with that person? That's for me to know and for you to figure out. Dave. <laughs> Everything's in Sam's head. It's um, some weird Fight Club scenario, is what it is. So, hmm. Tamara Morrison, who is Django Fett. I mean, there's big and oh, Timothy Zahn. Tamara Morrison was also Aquaman's dad in Aquaman. Tom Kane. I sort of guy. I didn't see it. You know, if I went, I would totally give him a bunch of shit. I would be that guy. <laughs> I would be the guy from Chasing Amy, like screaming at him, "You're just a tracer, man." <laughs> Anyone see that? Chasing Amy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. David Scott, Collins is Scott, hosting the what's Galaxy a stage. <laughs> Uh, oh, of course, Warwick Davis. <laughs> Mark Newbold is hosting the podcast stage. Really, really also, good lineup there at also Chicago. Old, old. I was and I was bouncing around looking for news on this, and I came across uh, and I don't know if this is legit, but because I thought once you buy your tickets, they're non-transferable. Yeah. But people are selling their tickets on StubHub. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, Definitely. why not? It's America. There you go. <laughs> this is America. All right, so anyone going? Who's going? Who's going to be our correspondent? Should we send Nico? Let's all pool our money together and send Nico. Let's put Nico over there. Mm. I was your correspondent last time. Mm. (laughs) You were? No. (laughs) All right. I don't think so. Uh, The good news, oh, well, the biggest news, the biggest news of all the guests was provided by the guest himself, Anthony Daniels. Turns out... A fan on Reddit decoded Anthony Daniels' tweets. Remember we were talking about what he was, you know, we we're trying to figure out what he's talking about. Is he in his tweets? Is he, you know, giving away the title of episode nine? Is he giving a little clue as to the plot of the movie? Yes. And there was all this conjecture about that. Turns out he was tweeting He's just a gigantic tool. <laughs> to all his all his loving fans that are going to be so lucky to see him in Chicago because he is officially attending whatever it's called celebration celebration <laughs> Chicago yeah, you're not even I, I, I got I just oh I started God. getting pissed off at Anthony Daniels I couldn't remember the title so, of the conference so when so. when you say his loving fans you really mean the one fucker on Reddit who actually invested the time out of his life to figure this shit out that it was just a giant fucking anagram or something that he was tweeting to say yeah. I'll be in Chicago. Toodles. 
Yeah, so his last tweet... It may tweet... not have said toodles. I may have made that part up, just in full journalistic disclosure. <laughs> his last tweet... Cheers. His last tweet is nine spoiler, dot, 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 not title, not trailer, not important, is not quite sure, looks like old code, and then a bunch of letters, and then remember, you are your only hope until weak signal, blah, blah, blah. And then you take all those letters in the middle... It's an anagram. It's just jumbled letters. And the anagram spells out, I am delighted to announce that I will be attending Celebration in Chicago. Remember, kids, drink Ovaltine. <laughs> and aren't we so grateful that Anthony Daniels will be there to, to save the show? Also, it's not a true anagram if you have to jumble random letters together in the middle of it. <laughs> Fucking lazy fuck. He's fluent in six million languages. You think he could have just, I don't know, threw out... Arabesh or something. So if he's called old goldenrod or goldenrod or his followers golden knobs, I'm pompous just I'm curious. God, he's so you know, I think we all appreciate his place in the Star Wars universe. You know, he's a he's a tremendous ambassador for the franchise because you can always depend on him to show up at whatever fucking Walmart opening you want him to be at. <laughs> <laughs> but oh does anybody really care that he's gonna be there? <laughs> ridiculous I can't even feel bad about it because he was just such a douche about it <clears throat> the whole thing I'm sorry guys I gotta be honest with you I I passed over Anthony Daniels signature at one of the early comic cons so I could get the <sighs> second actor who played Greedo's autograph I just want <laughs> you know, you know why you did that Scott <clears throat> because because 10 years from now we're gonna discover tr- time travel and in 10 years and so 10 years time you're gonna go back in time to yourself at that Comic-Con where Anthony Daniels is, and you're going to say to yourself, as your old self, you're going to say, fuck that guy. And you listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> <So> congratulations. <laughs> oh, man, things just got meta back to the future right there. <sighs> My favorite part of the uh, inter- interaction this week about this was um, Greg saying, now I, I actually hate him more than Glenn Fry." Yeah. That says a lot. That has a lot of meaning on this show. I, I may have to retire my Anthony Daniels soundbite is what I may have to do because oh, I don't want to hear his name anymore. <laughs> but how are we going to annoy Steve? Yeah. Oh, there's so many ways. <laughs> you were so quick to say that. One guy that does not annoy me at all. Mark Hamill has been in the news. Oh, sweet. Nico Mark and Ham- I both thought it was us. Mark yeah. We both simultaneously <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill is... Uh, Uh-oh. Well, first, this is uh, reading from denofgeek.com. Mark Hamill is trading his lightsaber in for a medieval sword in Nightfall Season 2. There's a great picture of him. Put this up on the screen, at least for Scott here. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Does he pick up the sword and just chuck it go. over his shoulder? I'm curious. <laughs> Check him out. Have you seen this image? No, I have not. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm having issues. That's okay. That's all right. Well, I'll show you later. There's uh, a pill for that. Go to Den of Geek. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Dot com and check out Mark. But he also took a moment to talk about his feelings about Star Wars and how frequently the movies are released. Hmm. Uh, Did he search them and know them to be true? <laughs> he says... Um, he says, Hamill's complicated feelings regarding the fate of his character, he's talking about Luke, of course, which he's most associated with, have hit the headlines since the release of The Last Jedi in December 2017. Quote, 
The thing is, Luke changed so much between the first trilogy and the last trilogy, I got myself into trouble. I made a vow. I said I'm not going to talk about the movies anymore because I think it's important for the audience to see them. My problem was I wasn't dealing with social media back then. And when you say something and it goes around the world in 24 hours, dot, 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 if I were to answer your questions on paper, I'd think, oh, that sounds a little strong or, oh, I shouldn't say this. But I have a tendency just to talk and talk and talk and you can cherry pick. Uh, he goes on to say that he feels like the movies are released too soon. Like there's not enough space between movie releases. And I'm looking for the darn quote. Where does he say that? He says, um, there's a movie released back in my day. They were three years apart. Yeah. Now they're two years apart with a standalone in between. And when you go to Disney and say, what's up? They say, sorry, we had to bump it up to make room for Mary Poppins. Hmm. This is Mark Hamill giving Disney some grief here. Good. Yeah. It's true. Scott, your hatred for Disney. I'm a little, I just, I'm concerned that, <laughs> that this hate is going to lead to suffering mm. and the ways of the dark side. <laughs> I want to do that stupid Yoda quote so bad. I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah, yeah I I don't hate them. I just I don't appreciate their lack of humanity. They pretend a lot of stuff, and you know what? I enjoy the parks. I enjoy a lot of the Disney atmosphere and vibe. But you gotta just at some point be like, this is kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. It's if they would follow a certain you know like with the Star Wars films. You know, I get that. I get what Hamill's saying there. Um, there is anticipation. There is this wonderful build-up intention and, and wondering and knowing. And we're in a world and and society that doesn't allow that anymore. Yeah. I mean, how many TV shows can you sit down and watch now an entire day or an entire week and you're yeah. done? Binge them. I know. And that's, Binge watching. It's like a thing. TV and everything else has become the new heroin. And it's just like I get mm. tired of that. Mm. I, I stop watching certain shows Every I don't watch seven episodes in a row now. If it, if it's available, I'll sit down and say, okay, one a day, or let's move it and take a break a couple of days and do something else. It feels like good, like it feels wonderful. Well, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. I I actually like binge watching shows. Mm -hmm. If if I have the time to do it, I'll do it. I rarely do. Uh, I was sick a couple of weeks ago and yeah. just laid in bed and binge watch uh, ESPN 30 for 30 for like six hours. And it was great. All those documentaries, although it's a little different. But I, I think you're more upset about how Disney's handling the franchise well, and I how they're trying to quickly earn their money back and then some. I think that's – and I see Nico nodding his head. Yeah. I, I think that's what you're upset about more than, more than the fact that they may, you know, fake things or whatever your whatever point you're trying to make there yes yeah that's part of it but i think it's not just that franchise i think it's just the way that they handle business in general mm -hmm. disney has had an approach that i've never really been that upset with i enjoy uh, certain movies and certain uh, ideas from them but when they apply that to everything else in the world it's it's like those people that you know you had friends in high school that worked at disney i'm sure all of us did or probably knew somebody living in southern california right mm -hmm. so you're treated differently there. You're not an employee for Disney. You're a cast member. They treat 
life and the world differently. And you know what? Sometimes life is sun, sunshine and everyone wants to blow sunshine up your ass. But sometimes <laughs> it's reality. And yeah. you know what? I get it. I want to escape too. But you also have to kind of like see what's right for what what franchise or what entities out there. Not everything is fucking Mickey Mouse. That sounded really bad if I took that out of context. But you know what? Seriously, it's not well, all about is. that. It's not Crazy. all about that. And I can enjoy many. Well, maybe. Hmm. Could be Pluto. Hmm. I'm not sure. Anyway, I just, I don't know. What? Yeah. I don't like the way that they're handling it. I don't know. That was just so stream of consciousness. Like, he's making an actual, like, really good point there, and then suddenly he's dwelling on his own sexual fascination with Mickey, Minnie, or Pluto. Disney bestiality going up there. And then right back to the good point that he's making. Like, that was was an impressive amount of distracted stream of consciousness there. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's ninety proof rum kicking in. That's what it is. <laughs> it's called. I a... like rum Scott over whiskey Scott. Yeah, rum Scott is chill. Yeah. Huh. I'm I'm just exhausted from the day, guys. It's called a Scottalog. Plus, <laughs> just get get used to it, people. That was a good Scottalog. Hey, I'm sorry I got sidetracked there, but seriously, uh, that's sorry. that's I I still will enjoy the shit out of the park. I do. I love it. Yeah. Although I do have problems because I have a weird fascination with change in certain sense i love change but i also have a weird thing about some things you can kind of hold in reverence and disney doesn't have that Mm. if you go to disney now you miss there's a lot and again change can be great but the way that they're handling the park and the changes and the new rides Mm. and certain attractions takes away from some of the charm and the innocence of the original park. Of course, that's by design, right? Walt said that Disneyland will never be completed. It'll never be. And that's fantastic. Thanks, Walt. I appreciate that. But <laughs> yeah. Walt's not around anymore. Roy's not around anymore. And some of the people handling it might not have the same vision that Walt had. And it's it's noticeable to mm. me. To me, as a fan. You know? I've been going since... God, I think the first time I went to Disneyland was 70... 73, 74. I was really, really young. I have pictures. That's all I know. I you were 22 and 74, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Mm. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> no, you're not that old. Huey was old as shit. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, that's all. all right. Thanks, thanks that's for fair. listening. No, that's yeah. a fair criticism. I got you. I still like him. It doesn't mean I hate him. Yeah. Except Bob Iger. My God, please, uh, Bob dude. Iger. What's wrong with Bob Iger? He's Take, fine. I don't endorse some serious drugs out there but Bob just one one Bob Iger one hit man just take something that's gonna spruce it up a little bit I don't have any Bob on the show tonight so sorry we need it you know what Scott that might be the problem he might be taking too many drugs (laughs) and it just kind of fried his brain Mm. oh my god that'd be fantastic news flash (laughs) Disney CEO Bob Iger is on too many drugs that's that's what we're reporting on this show this week. This is high quality journalism hey, here. Hey, I give Bob a lot of shit, but the one thing I can say good about him is that he brought Pixar back to the table. So, all right. So, kudos. Now, release "Song of the South." Yeah, please. We're in. Just do it. You see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We are. I think we are. Eat a you-know-what, blue cats. Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is twerking a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? Guys, talking about new releases. <laughs> Terrible segue. Um... Topher Grace. You want me to sing Zippity Doo Dah? The actor all this? Topher Grace <laughs> uh, helped edit. We're all going to be singing Zippity Doo Dah out of this. our assholes. This. <laughs> <laughs> Chevy Chase. Chevy uh, Chase is on the show tonight. Topher Grace's five minute summary of Star Wars. It is fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. It's on Star YouTube. Star Wars Always. Yes. Yeah, Star yes. Wars Always. Thank you. Uh, n- follows the narration of Obi Wan throughout. Mm hmm. And it's sort of based around Obi-Wan and Luke. But it, it I think, I didn't, I've only watched it a few times. Um, but I, I think there are clips from every single one of the episodic films. Plus, no, plus um, I saw a little bit of uh, Rogue One. Yes. And a little bit of Solo. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nico, you're disagreeing. Not every episodic film is, is, uh, is featured. Now, I might have missed. Uh, you know, three-frame clip of something in between somewhere, but I watched it three times. I didn't see any clips from episode one. Oh, There's Darth Maul in there. Yeah, huh. I thought Maul was in it. That could be from Solo. <laughs> Does he have two legs? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that now. Damn it. It's not Lieutenant. Actually, no, you're right. It's him. It's him standing there when he ignites the saber for the first time, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. But the way they cut back and forth across the generations of Star Wars film yeah, uh, and the way they edited the movie and with the Obi-Wan narration, it is – it's actually one of the best new Star Wars properties. It's not really a property, but products I've seen in a while. Yeah. It is so good. Well, he's done this a bunch, it, right? He's done the uh, the Hobbit films. Um, what that was fantastic. He took what twenty seven hours of film yeah. and edited it down to eighty five minutes. That's a fan there. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's a man with too much time on his hands. But yeah. but the wonderfulness that is the Star Wars Always trailer, yeah. it just drives home just how wonderful the tapestry of this world is and how much care has gone into the arc for all of the characters. And you can say what you want about the scripts, particularly for the prequels, Yeah. but the arc of the characters, the, the plotting of it, the story outline is just so solid and so well-constructed. Oh, that, I totally agree with you, Dave. Imagine if Lucas got over himself during those years and brought on Lawrence Kasdan or somebody mm. to help co-write. Mm. Holy hell, that would have been amazing. Seriously, amazing. Yeah. Or even just edit the movies for him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, just just yeah. throwing it out there. Yeah. We miss you, Marsha. We miss you. You we were do. underrated. Oh. We acknowledge oh, yeah. that. 
If you haven't seen it, go check it out. We'll have a link in the uh, show notes on the app. Star Wars Always. You can find it in a lot of places, but it's uh, highlighted highlighted there on YouTube.com. Star Wars Always. Uh, talking about Star Wars <laughs> and yeah. editing. Is George coming back to help with Episode Nine? There's some rumors out there that uh, <laughs> great that George is back. This is uh, this is from WeGotThingsCovered.com. Disney reportedly bringing in George Lucas to help fix Luke Scott in Star Wars Episode Nine. This is complete conjecture here. But yeah, I was gonna say this is uh, we got. This isn't from com. Movie Web, is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was gonna say it's not uh, Express.co.uk either. Uh, it sounds like Disney in a precarious position. Now, after the disaster of Sol, the disaster, Jesus, of Solo, a Star Wars story, are seeking help from someone who knows Star Wars like none other. Yep, the latest word on Episode Nine rumor mill is that none other than George Lucas has been brought on board to help polish up the script and guide J.J. Abrams down the right path as he puts the finishing touches on the finale to the house. To the Mouse House's new trilogy. God, I hate this article. <laughs> it, what, Greg? Is this even feasible that they're gonna they they're gonna bring in George to quote fix Luke unquote? Oh, can I jump in real quick, Greg? Real quick, sorry. Please, please. Is this an official Lucasfilm release? <laughs> you've been sitting that. You've been sitting on that for forty-five minutes. Uh, I'm so me... glad that, like, <laughs> six shows later, this is still going. Oh, yeah. I love it. I need to pull that quote out and put it in the uh, somewhere. I need to have that at the ready. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg. I apologize. No, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. This is something... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's an impossibility. It's never going to happen. It's never going to be a thing. Um, George is extremely gracious to the people making movies nowadays, um, has visited all the sets, and is completely happy sitting on his mountain of money just waiting for something else to happen. Uh, I don't think he gives two shits about Star Wars anymore. I really I really think... And I don't, honestly don't understand why all the nostalgia for George right now when everybody was just cursing his name up until the day he sold the property. Right. Well, okay, hold on. I got to jump in on Greg on this. Which is the reason he sold the property? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was done with the criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, Scott. Exactly. Uh, jump in. Feel yeah. free. Yep. 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 I'm just going to jump in here. No, I'm going to. I'm going to jump on Greg. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's that not is, Mickey Mouse. You need to leave. <laughs> it's not um, like you're. <laughs> okay. So for, first of all, um, Mickey and he's anybody can have a though. change of heart. Mm. Anybody can do that. Um, I'm not holding that against anybody that wants to say that the prequel sucked and they don't suck now or whatever. I don't care about that. But George was at one point one of the most creative people on the planet and put all this out there. Oh, and he's a visionary. He's and, absolutely a visionary. And went downhill when he he lost sight of that, obviously. He didn't surround himself with people that would keep him on track, edit his work, 
talk some sense into them, give them story ideas, and, and so on and so on. Is this feasible? I don't think so. I honestly, I'm kind of with I'm, I'm with you on this. I think it's probably somebody saw him on set with JJ, like he's done with every other film that's been out there, and that's it. Somebody saw something and they started a rumor mill and, and all that crap. But wouldn't it be interesting if he came back to? And for me, and I know many other people out there that feel that the franchise has taken a turn in the wrong direction or a weird direction to come back to essentially save it. Yeah, I think that's a funny idea, interesting idea. But come on, it's J.J. Abrams, the guy that they brought in to start this whole thing. So I'm back and forth on that. It would be interesting to see him brought in to share ideas on it. Mm -hmm. Not Not necessarily saving Luke but just seeing what he might bring to the table for the final episode. Mm. What a nice what a nice way to send out the the entire Skywalker saga by bringing back the guy who created Skywalker. Not telling him to direct it, but giving him a couple like, you know. You know. Well, he was in the theater for the premiere of episode 7. He visited the set mm-hmm. of Rogue One. Yeah. And famously oh, He's been uh, in the set of all the movies. He's been yeah. on all of the sets. Yeah. Famously pulled a fast one on um Oh, Rogue One director uh, Gareth Edwards Gareth Edwards and yeah. said like some comment about like ah, this doesn't look quite right <laughs> and then made Gareth cry remember um, also George didn't say anything really about Force Awakens yeah but did have a lot of nice things to say about Ryan Johnson mm. in The Last Jedi mm. so why would that suddenly be I need to fix Luke right exactly so, I don't know yeah. yeah but seriously I mean Let's geek out for one second. Let's not be critical old fucking men and mm. just for a second say George Lucas is coming back to direct five minutes of the last episode. That would be badass. Wouldn't it be kind of fun just yeah, to have sure. that? sure, totally. Unless he put Jar Jar in it, then I'd have to go <laughs> seriously have an intervention with him. Unless he's directing the five-minute scene where Jar Jar comes out Pulls out a red lightsaber and cuts C-3PO in half. Oh! And nobody's oh, watching. Dude, uh, this is what this podcast was made for. Can can someone make a meme of that? So I Just someone cut some film together so it shows Jar Jar <laughs> chopping up C-3PO. It's making me smile. I can hardly speak. I need to see this. Any Anyone cutting 3PO in half actually makes me smile. It'd be great, to be too, if he suddenly learned how to speak and he wasn't talking all wacky. and He's uh, just like pure evil and I'm like wow where the hell did that come from great well that's the thing you see it for just one second when nobody's around yeah. he just like whips out a red lightsaber from under his like senator's robe cuts 3PO in half and goes god that's feels so good I've been waiting to do that for so long <laughs> Misa don't Powers like the protocol droids <laughs> sit back in oh, I love it. Misa gotta get back to yeah and then walks away why is everything when any impersonation you do with the Jar Jar voice, it always starts with Misa? Misa, because the... Misa, because everything he says is Misa. Yeah. All right, because because we're racist, Steve. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> Shoot, I forgot. <laughs> uh, all right, I mentioned earlier we do have some news in from the Marvel universe this week. A little Sweet. movie called Captain Marvel. Starring the lovely and talented Brie Larson. Hits the theaters this week. And what is going on on our, our feed there, guys? They're, they're doing some serious <laughs> Uh Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, blast to the past with EW's Captain Marvel. 
It's on the cover of EW this week. I just want to put this out there. Yeah. Brie Larson can come on this show anytime. Oh, we can take that all different ways. She can come on the show, be a guest on our show anytime. She's always welcome. We'll take any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. No, just Brie Larson. Just Brie. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Chris Evans. He is a handsome dude. Yeah, Chris Evans. Any of the Chris's, really. And any Chris Evans can always come on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you got Chris Evans, you got Chris Hemsworth, you've got Chris Pratt. Lots of Chris's. That's where you're going, right? Any of the Chris's. Any of the Chris's. Now, the reason I bring this up, aside from it being a Marvel property and a movie coming out this week, which is big news on this show, there is a connection with Brie Larson and Star Wars. Hmm. There is. Okay. Uh, she was on the set filming Captain Marvel for many months with um, a little guy named Samuel Jackson. You may have heard of him. A little guy, yeah. yes. He plays a character. What? In Star Wars, yeah. What? And on May 4th, Samuel L. Jackson brought his purple lightsaber on the set. And uh, Brie Larson, I'm digging for the quote here. Essentially, she said something along the lines of, he let me hold the lightsaber. I I teared up. I would love to be a Jedi. Oh, nice. So she wouldn't. She put it out there. She wants to be, Brie Larson wants to be in Star Wars. Oh, she's sitting good right now, working for Disney. Yeah. They've got some properties out there they might uh, bring <laughs> her on board. Hmm. Now, is this movie, now, obviously, by the time this airs, we may have seen it already, but... Is this is her origin story, right? The character's origin story. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So we're not going to find out the role she plays in the larger Marvel universe until I probably think, not. I uh, Endgame. No. Endgame comes out. I don't think we're going to like know the major part of it, but okay. I think you're going to see why she plays a big part in the last movie. Okay. I All think right. that's and there but. is a possibility it could be setting up. Okay. So everything I've watched about spoilers and stuff online, and I'll keep it down to a minimum, is after... Okay, so is it Spider-Man? Far From Home kicks off Phase 4. Is someone, is someone chewing something? It's like, What's it's going e- on? It's either Nico or the rat from uh, New York that's hauling the pizza <laughs> down the steps. What is going on? Mm. I'm doing dishes. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead, Scott. I think he's torquing a man. <laughs> torquing something. Woo. Uh, yeah, so Spider-Man Far From Home, from what I understand, kicks off Phase 4, which will lead into a lot of new, interesting directions. And Far From Home is coming out? This summer. Okay. July 5th. July 5th. Okay, wow. Yeah, three big Three Marvel. big Marvel releases. Oh, yeah. So what we see after Endgame... And what leads into Far From Home mm-hmm. should lead us into what essentially will become the next phase of Marvel. Um, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. Anywhere, throw in, throw in anything you want to say on this. But Captain Marvel essentially is the Superman of the Marvel Universe. Mm. So the, the She's the Iron Man of the next phase. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's huge. Oh. So there's there's a big deal with her being introduced in this film as a flashback basically 
and her origin story so you can get set up because we already know that she's coming based off of the last Avengers film if you stayed around during the end credits right that is her logo that is on the antiquated pager that Samuel L. Jackson is holding at the end right 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 we've talked about that on the show in the past so she does play a huge part I think there is another character that I don't want to mention that will play a huge part in what has happened with Thanos and the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe okay Howard the Duck Howard the Duck Ant-Man 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 Howard the Duck Now, there, there was a story that we read about that they're rebooting Howard the Duck. Yes, they are. Yes, they, television TV. show, right? Yeah. Hmm. That there you go. is awesome. The, the one that we've seen now in the end credits in two films, is it? Must be. I, we, we don't know, but it's uh, if you haven't seen this press clipping, Scott, yeah. uh, Howard the Duck is going to be uh, written or show run by the one and only Kevin Smith. What? <laughs> Stop it! Oh my God, that is awesome. Seriously, I think I just made. I think I just made Scott's year with that little pronouncement. <laughs> that is yeah, true, true story. That yeah. is Steve. Make sure, make sure you get out of the way when he comes. Yeah, no, that is yeah. that is perfect. <laughs> it might be too late. <laughs> Seriously, I've never. Ew. That that is more perfect. Yeah, I need a wipey. Yeah, All it's right. a little amber color because of the rum. So Man. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's fantastic! I haven't seen that news yet. So. Yeah, major <laughs> but, day, man. <laughs> it did it really did? Uh, but, cool. But yeah, Captain Captain Marvel is to to Scott's point. It Iron Man has been the linchpin, you know, the centerpiece of the Marvel universe for the last you know eleven years, and yeah. the torch is being passed to a new generation here, and Captain Marvel is going to step in and fill that role, and that kind of jibes with what Feige has said in the past, which is that the next phase or the next sequence of films, I hear that they're moving away from the, you know, phase concept is going to be more cosmic in nature. Yeah. So if you have Captain Marvel having been around from the 90s, you have the ability for her to kind of be sprinkled throughout a lot of other origin stories that they could go back and bring in. And I am actually hopeful that one of the unannounced films that will be coming our way is Nova. They've already uh, used a lot of the, the yes. Abnet and Lanning material, uh, the former writing comic writing duo that did a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy work. They've done a lot of that for the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, and they've drawn from the other cosmic works that those guys did for the Marvel cosmic universe you know, subgenre into the Guardians milieu. Nova was one of the, the Lynchman characters that they did. Uh, the Nova Corps we already saw introducing Guardians of the Galaxy. And in their interpretation of the character, they took uh, Richard Ryder, who was a Nova Corps member from Earth, and made him the lone survivor of the entirety of the Nova Corps after a big disaster. And he basically got all of the combined powers of the Nova Corps and uh, the, the world mind or the consciousness of the entire Xandarian planet. Uh, jammed into his head, and it's him kind of running around the galaxy, fighting threats with uh, a voice in his head that's just constantly arguing with him for the preservation of the race, of, of all the Xandarian cultural knowledge that he carries within his mind at this point. It, it's a real, it's not an original bit of sci-fi by a long shot, but it's just a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that they'll do that as a, a movie. And we've, and nice. we've seen a little bit of uh, like a teaser to Nova being around. Um, wasn't he? Oh, I'm sorry. That was a uh, take that back. That's Adam Warlock. Sorry. Yes, that's Warlock. So, but that's okay. Yeah, tired. Rum. 
you know. <laughs> Tired plus rum equals. Tired plus rum. But hey, misspeak. we're all excited. I, I will say my pro- I, I kind of hope that Doctor Strange shows up at some point and hands Nick Fury and Captain Marvel the pagers and just like, look, someday people around you are going to turn into dust and press this button at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that would be really cool to tie it all together. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, there's. I think a couple films have been rumored and even brought up at some. From what I hear, there will be or they're talking about a huge Marvel, like Marvel did a few years ago at the El Capitan Theater, where uh, Kevin Feige showed up and did this massive presentation, where all the actors showed up on stage and it was a big party and everything. Right. Uh, that they're going to be doing that at Comic Con this year. Okay. So there is That's... going to be some sort of announcement of the next phases or however they're moving forward with the idea of phases uh, with films. And some of those films, there's like The Eternals, I think, was brought up. Uh, the, the Eternals Strange. is confirmed. Yeah. And then uh, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, and then confirmed. The, the third Spider-Man film, which in well, theory will have a another home title, coming home most likely. Um. I think a few of those have been brought up as well. Dave, anything on that? Or I was going to say, Black Panther 2 is confirmed because yes. we know they've signed the director to a, a deal to write and direct uh, Black Panther 2. We know Black Widow, the movie, is going to be uh, coming out in the, the near future as well. And I will be uh, coming Black... out that day too. <laughs> yeah, Black, Widow and, Black Widow and Eternals are the two for sure confirmed movies. Uh, you have Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there will be a Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, uh, we know they still want to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, even though they haven't figured out how they're going to do that, it'll be. It'll uh, be what's there's the a Shang there's a Shang Chi movie that uh, I hear a lot of talk about is going to take place. Shang Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. Okay. I'm pretty sure Greg Lent will want a piece of that if that movie actually comes to fruition. Okay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere. Now, they're also talking about moving on to the television shows as well, taking some of the characters we've seen and and push them out hmm. on uh, Disney. Disney Plus. Yeah, or whatever it's called. And one of those rumored shows would be a a Winter Soldier Falcon buddy cop series, which really, truly take my money. Just please take my (laughs) money for that. I just watched Civil War again last week, and those two are just – flipping hysterical together yeah. yeah they really are great together their whole chemistry really really works surprisingly well yeah <laughs> I, I hate you right now <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting in the back of that volkswagen as they're watching steve rogers make out with what's her name uh, yeah <laughs> just great just great so funny <laughs> can you move can it can you move your seat forward no <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, We're gonna move on. We got two more stories to cover. Whew. We're almost to the end. What? Keep fighting. Uh, you know how I love stories about the auctions. I always got to cover auctions because I always want to go in and buy something, but I never do. Yeah. But Forbes has a great article, uh, dated March fifth. Rare Star Wars memorabilia exceeds expectations at auction. Now, I thought this was interesting because. I know that some of the stuff that sold at this auction we have owned in the past. Damn it. So um, there were a cat. Let's see a a cache of rare star Wars memorabilia exceeded expectations after going up for auction over 700 lots were included in the two day prop store auction in Valencia, 
right around the corner. Valencia, California. Right in our backyard. That's yeah. right. Magic Mountain. Let's Ended go. Ended on March 1st. Oh. Uh, many of the items came to auction for the first time. Among the lots that sold for far more than expected was an unused ride-on Star Wars speeder bike. Damn. Have you seen those in the store when you were a kid and you just, oh, God, I want one of those. Yeah. And a store display with its original shipping box, which had an estimate between eight and 10000 but sold for 24000 24000 bucks. Huffy made the ride-on pedal bike for Kenner for a 1984 store promotion and limited retail sale. Um, let's see. It's one of the few known unused, unassembled bikes, and it's one of the holy grails of Star Wars display collecting. Another big seller was Star Wars Yoda the Jedi Master Fortune Teller Yoda 8-Ball. Oh, yes. Hard copy prototype. Oh. So this was a prototype of the Star Wars Yoda 8-Ball. Uh, it was expected to get between three and 4000 but changed hands for almost 8000 7995 I think I still have mine. <laughs> the hard really? Yeah. The hard copy paint master was used for an uh, as an approval piece for Lucasfilm but it was rejected cuz the colors were too light especially the green. Uh, also exceeding expectations during the sale were unused Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back Cloud City playset. Now this felt like something that one of you guys may have had. Cloud City playset, which achieved almost double its top estimate of $500 and sold for $922. And, and this is the piece de resistance. This is what I would have tried for. An unused Millennium Falcon Extraordinaire store display. One of the most impressive and largest toys ever created, toy displays ever created, went for $4,674, considerably more than its $1,500 price guide. So there you go. Never so, had the Cloud City playset. I had the Cloud Car, but I never had a Cloud City playset. Huh. Yeah, I'm thinking Me. it's the Micro Machines playset and not the full one. Yeah, this is Cloud City playset. It's one of those uh, where it's got the cardboard stand-ups, and then you can pose your action figures in front of the cardboard cutouts. Okay. So it's the three and three. And it looks like it was mint. I mean, it looks perfect. I need to see. Oh, oh, wow, yeah. I did not own that. So you can go check that out at Forbes.com. I need to get in on these things. How do you figure out when auctions are happening? There's got to be some website for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> i got to get intern Callista to look at that for me. I do have, in 95, when they re-released the Hasbro, Kenner Hasbro toys, mm. Uh, they had some exclusive uh, fan club giveaways. And okay. I do have the Cloud City playset from later, not the early 80s version. But it's awesome because it's this full playset. You can put Han Solo into a carbon freezing chamber, mm. pull him down into it, and he gets smashed into this little thing that has like foam and his face and his body oh, looks like it's in the carbon. That's awesome. It's such a badass toy. That's great. So. You, yeah. While I was looking up images for that, in the middle of the search, another toy set came up from uh, Return of the Jedi, the Jabba the Hutt Dungeon Action Playset. Is it the new one coming out? No, this is a vintage. Uh, this is a vintage Kenner item. I've never heard the... of either, to be honest. The Cloud City playset. I'm looking at it and I'm like, 
this is so cool. Yeah. But I think it was a Sears exclusive, which would probably explain why I never heard of it. I don't think we had a Sears where I grew up. Mm. Which... But this thing came with the Han Solo in a Bespin outfit, a Lobot, Dengar, and Ugnaughts. Uh, not necessarily. Is it the green box? It's a box with the green thing, yes. Yeah. They might not be included with it. You'd have to check. So only usually Just the set, no figures? It, it, usually... it says includes. Really? Okay, yeah. usually it's one figure included, but wow, that's fantastic. Hmm. Oh my god, it does. Why does he doubt me? I... Like, seriously. <laughs> he you sees that after... I'm reading it right off of my phone. I'm well, not okay. making this After three years of podcasting, you'd think you'd know that Dave doesn't lie about these things. Well, here's the funny thing. So, usually they include He lies one about a lot, fi- but not these things. He does a lot. Yep. Seriously, I have to take a lot of his Make shit. Make shit up all but, the time. Uh, so Greg is one of uh, uh, the the Hyvians here who has an exclusive Sears, I believe it was uh, uh, the, the JC Penny one, the, the exterior of the of the of of most likely. Yeah, with the oh. blue snaggletooth, which is an yeah. extremely rare figure. Yeah, which so. I burned to shit. Too. Yeah, uh. <laughs> which if he right. didn't, he I probably... burned a lot of my figures too. Why did we do that? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Pyromaniac, little yeah, kid. What the hell is wrong with you I guys? Don't know. So this is from a website called 12back.com, just to give the number 12back.com. Background. The Cloud City playset was offered in 1981 exclusively through Sears. This playset, and they put playset in quotes deliberately, consisted of two cardboard pieces, the backdrop and centerpiece. Holes were die-cut into the floor of the playset to accommodate plastic foot pegs that allowed the figures to stand unassisted. Due to its flimsy construction and lack of real play value, this set was basically just a backdrop for displaying the four included action figures. Mm. Sears had a series of exclusive play sets. The 1979 Cantina Adventure set, the 1981 Rebel Command Center, the 1981 Cloud City play set, the 1983 Jabba the Hutt Dungeon with Return of the Jedi figures, and the 1984 Jabba the Hutt Dungeon with Power of the Force figures. I'm assuming that's what POF stands for. POTF. That's Power of the Force. That's the Mm -hmm. first series of that. Is there a Rancor involved with that? This website just says POF. Like the Cloud City playset, the Cantina consisted of a cardboard backdrop and included four action figures. The Rebel Command Center and Jabba's Dungeon were both based on previous Kenner releases, Ice Planet Hoth, and Droid Factory playsets, respectively. Damn it, I knew that Jabba thing looked familiar. I had the Droid Factory playset. Yes, Droid Factory was And included was awesome. three figures. Yeah. Uh, EV-99, uh, 88, and I can't remember who the third one was. Was it Gamorrean Guard? I think so. Impressive. I N C L U D E S. In case you can't spell, includes. <laughs> uh, well played, sir. The the Rebel Command Center, uh, the Hoth Rebel Command Center was such an awesome. It's not cardboard. It was sculpted plastic snow, where it had like mm. I think at one end, it was this little like makeshift. Uh, it almost looked like an imperial. Uh, like hut and if you hit a certain snow button it would blow up because you had a turret on the other side of the playset you could fire at it it was such a bitch in playset if that is that the one dave no that was a different one because i have the one you're talking about okay <laughs> sorry i'm fascinated looking at the images for the different job of the hut dungeon playsets so this one included Klaatu, nikto and 88 and the 
other one included EV99, Amana Man, and Barata. Yeah, Amana Man Cla- was very Cla- difficult. Klaatu, Barata, and Nictu? Yes. Gesundheit. <laughs> Somebody just unleashed the Book of the Dead. Um, <laughs> damn it, Dave. I told you not to say that. Um, yeah, so uh, Amana Man was this amazing figure that was very difficult to find at the time. So if you got this set, you got one of the really exclusive rare figures, hmm. which they did re-sculpt late, years later with a new version of the Hasbro Kenner toys. And I do have that one. Now, when are the new figures coming out we talked about two weeks ago I don't know, with man. the I, new sculpts? I have been to Target as so many I'm times. I'm excited for I those. I'm looking, I might buy some of those. Uh, they're fantastic. Seriously. I haven't collected action figures since... They're awesome. I was a kid, or maybe last week. I but, to have uh, a set of the original looking ones, and oh, then yeah, cool, yeah, and the new stuff that they're talking about, just fantastic. They're really cool. I'm so excited, about guys. That. We got one final story to cover tonight, and it's a little fun one. There is a new Broadway show. Technically, it's off Broadway. It's off Broadway musical about Star Wars. And I had to mention it just because, well, for two reasons. Number one, I got to give a plug. Well, I'll save that till the end. There's a plug for Callista. She's got her own intern. Callista has her own podcast that's launched oh, on, wow. on the Figure Eight Podcast Network. It's about musicals. Uh, so this last story leads into that. This musical is called. Here's the entire title. A musical about Star Wars, or why Star Wars is the greatest thing in the galaxy, much, much better than Star Trek. <laughs> that's, that's the name of this off-Broadway musical why that is we, debuting. Gentlemen, why are we here York. recording tonight and not at this? We need to be there. We a musical to... about Star Wars. Uh, original score and lyrics are by Billy Reese. And it is, let's see, together the self-proclaimed Millennial Falcon and, wait a minute, Millennial, there's another self-proclaimed Millennial Falcon. What? Millennial not, Falcon. I Holy will cow. say though, in this Millennial Falcon's and and that Millennial Falcon's defense, I am not the self-proclaimed captain. <laughs> That's a good point. And this is a title that has been gifted to me by True the that. likes of you. True that. True. And the and his partner Jen X Winger. Oh man. Yeah. Create a musical that celebrates the magic, the fandom, and the legacy of all things Star Wars. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Guys, and with that, we're going to lead into... Oh, no, we're not going to lead into that. That's it. We're done. What? <laughs> There's no Star Wars during the week. Do we have a? Hey, do we have time for, for one more small conversation? I have a question I wanted to propose to the, uh, to the Hive. Absolutely. Throw let's, it out there. Let's do it. No, I don't All want right. to marry you. Go. That's All right, say good. a proposal. Um, so I was talking with uh, with my girlfriend, and um, she's not as diehard and as loving of a fan of Star Wars as uh, we are. What? Um, Shocking. I know. Awesome. I know. I'm trying to indoctrinate her um, okay. as well as I can. But so she brought up something that I had honestly never, ever, ever even considered. Mm. Like, the thought had never even crossed my mind. Reading the show notes? No, because I'll never do that. Um, No, she brought up the idea of, um, as I'm sure we're all aware, Disney loves to remake 
old properties that they have. Mm. Or, or not, or not so old properties. Yeah. yeah. Or not so old properties. How long does it take Disney to recast, reshoot, and re-release any of the Star Wars properties? The original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, or does that even ever happen? I give so them like, 10 years. like like a like a full on reboot remake is what you're talking. Like yep. a full on Star Wars from the ground up remake. Yeah, like their stupid live mm. action everything. Hello, Aladdin. I'm looking at you, hey. Blue Genie. Boy, could you now? Could you, could you dare remake is, is Star Wars it, Episode Four? Can you actually say that I in said. the same breath that's and the word Disney? Seriously. But Disney at the will, same well, time, go, going 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 off of the Star Trek model, I give it another ten years. Yeah, I said. Oh, thank mm. you. You heard me say that earlier, didn't you? Yeah. I said ten uh, years. I'm ten years. I was gonna say. I was gonna say in in like fifteen years, nobody who cares is gonna be young enough to be able to do anything about it. Mm. Wow. I'm so and I'm signing it. They could remake <laughs> right. They could, he's signing that he, he called it ten years. We'll frame that up. So they could remake the original trilogy yeah. with modern effects and and obviously new young hot actors yeah. hot meaning like popular yeah. um yeah Over. boy i you know i had never thought about i've thought about them remaking them in like anime style and some things that have been done over the in the past in the recent past but um hadn't thought about a new live action remake yeah so their model right now is remaking everything they've done animation wise into live action films that's their model Right, like Lion King, every every right, Jungle Book, right? Yeah, Beating um, the Beast, Alice in Wonderland, right? Beating the Beast, on. So and uh, Aladdin mm. is the next one. Oh yeah. So yeah, seriously, they would just switch that model, and maybe if they did go animated, that'd be great. Let's just see that. Would animated. the target audience for that? Fast forward ten years, that puts me at sixty. <laughs> Yikes! That's your grandchildren, right? So you're talking about my my kids' kids. I think I'll be about the thirty-seven at that point. You wish thirty-seven <laughs> in a row. In a row. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Hmm. My I... thought process about the situation was because of the way that they've done this this newest trilogy, right? Can you really remake? any part of it while this you know episodes seven eight and nine are still so fresh and so new 10 years give people 10 or do you think they or do you think they just reshoot episodes four five and six to replace the old four five and six to flow Mm -hmm. with seven eight and nine the way it is right now and then another 10 years redo episodes one two and three are they gonna Are they gonna do what George did and remove Sebastian Shaw from from the end of Jedi and put put a new? They're just gonna remove a new uh, <laughs> Anakin. They're gonna put a right? new Ray. There's gonna be a. They're gonna replace Ray with See, ten some years, other actors. Justin Bieber should be old enough to be the Emperor, so we're good. <laughs> huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the just a little with, food for that. Some... Yeah, yeah. The thing with Star Wars, though, is that it's a. I mean, it's going on 
we just had the 40th anniversary yeah right for 42 years yeah so two years ago was for yeah now 42 so this has been a 40 year long saga and so that's that's a little bit different than making than rebooting a move one single movie that was made forty years ago. So do we wait another thirty, forty years before they redo the full nine movies? Do you think that's even a concept of something that, you know, would be considered? Yeah, here's the funny thing mm-hmm. about that. It would be weird to see them do that because they would have to follow that technically. But mm-hmm. most studios will want to take liberties with that property. Yeah. So how do you make those changes without following the entire... I mean, you're talking about a saga that people have cherished. And, I mean, it is... Seriously, it's it's a lifestyle for some people. Like, Do you think any us. of us will ever live to see it happen? <laughs> You think it'll happen after? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Nico. I, I'm I'm now that I the more I think about it, I'm kind of doubting it because to to use the original example of Star Trek, you know, Star Trek has a history of rebooting. You know, they've they've, I mean, they they rebooted with JJ, uh, the, and created a new origin story for Kirk and Spock and everything. They didn't remake Star Trek, the motion picture, or Star Trek. The television show they just simply rebooted the characters into and and put them in in the middle of new adventures right so i i don't i don't know that that's a great example well they tried time travel shenanigans to make it yes. seem like there's new trek and old trek so right oh that's right they did because, they did right. they didn't want to destroy the old canon but yes. they wanted new characters in there that's right. The the young Spock met the old Spock, right? Yeah. In the first yeah. movie, yes. JJ movie. Yeah. 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 For the fans that are following, please refer to Back to the Future Part Two and follow the skewed timeline that Doc <laughs> Brown tries to explain to Marty McFly. You will understand this. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with your gravitational pull? <laughs> Are we leaving on a cliffhanger? <laughs> We're leaving like on the, the second outstanding uh, tribute to a famous movie character provided by Dave Potter tonight. Great impressions from Dave. Good stuff. I guess we are kind of leaving on a cliffhanger. Huh. Yeah, and there's no Star Wars Tweet of the Week because Twitter sucks. Twitter sucks worse than Facebook. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Truth. asked. Greg asked for the week off. Oh There's my nothing. god! I needed a reprieve so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've ever needed a reprieve, give us a call. Let us know how that went. Five six two four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five hive. That's H I V. In case you can't spell hive. Uh, you can also find us online at www.theretchedhive.net you can find us on Facebook though we don't recommend it facebook.com forward slash wretched hive podcast Zuckerberg uh, you can email us to show at theretchedhive.net you can find us on Twitter at wretchedhivepod find us on Google Podcasts on Stitcher as always we always mention the best way to listen to the show 
is through iTunes. Listen to the show, leave a review, five stars, any stars. We don't care. Just leave a review and we would love to hear from you. Also, want to make sure I mention, check out Intern Callista's new podcast. It's called Carrying the Banner. It's about how musicals can educate and inform on history and modern goings on. And you can find that on iTunes, Carrying the Banner podcast, or you can just go to figure8.com. That's figure with an eight.com. That's our network page, and you will find all the shows at the Figure Eight Podcast Network at figure8.com. You can listen to Carrying the Banner there, and also the Electoral College, and also this here show, the Wretched High Podcast. Guys, episode 82 is in the books. Final thoughts. God hey, damn you, Twitter. Why do you disappoint me? <laughs> hey, quick what, shout out when to... Did, oh, go ahead. To, when did Twitter ever live up to your expectations? Forget disappointing you. Guys, have a great couple of weeks, and may the force be with us all. Nailed it. Anthony Daniels says, C-3PO. Oh, please Fuck no. You. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever spent time in a Turkish prison? 